I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Chapter 1 by Neil Green I've been known to value certain items for people. Recently I had a phone call to value some artifacts at a castle. It was for a man known only as the Count. After a hazardous journey I'd lost my way there and had to make a stop at a local hostelry to ask for directions. I walked in and suddenly everything stopped and everyone was looking at me. I checked myself as I'd been known to leave the house with no undergarments before, but thankfully, I was today fully trousered. I wonder if you could help me. I need to get to the castle and visit someone called the Count. The barkeep looked scared and said, No, you don't want to go up there. But why? I answered quizzically. You haven't heard the law about the unliving resident of the castle? No. They say he can take the form of a warm autumn day, a kitten playing with a ball of wool, or even a puppy gaily bounding. But you must be on your guard at all times, as he will suck the very essence from you. Despite having enough essence to go around, so I'm told, I'm sure all of this is nonsense. I will bid you good day, sir. No, the barkeep replied anxiously. You must take heed. And make sure you take this jar of easy garlic to ward off his evil spirit. Although the easy garlic was Tesco's own and not the waitress brand I was used to, more pressing matters were afoot, and to quibble would have seemed rude, so I said, I said I bid you good day, sir, and promptly took my leave of the saloon bar. Upon arriving at the castle, I knocked on the large wooden door. With its ornate carvings, it was really quite lovely. A door, the door creaked open. A malformed, talon-like hand appeared around its edge, followed by a ghostly white face. The face was reminiscent of a spring onion wearing a toupee and lipstick. The bright red lips cracked open to say, Can I help you? 
I could now clearly see him as he came over the doormat towards me. He stood resplendent in his silk kimono, plus fours and pink cravat. I recognised the face, but I just couldn't place it. Hello, my name is Neil. In hushed tones, Green. I am here to value the painting you have found in your attic. Ah, yes. Please do come in. I entered the gentleman's passage quite gingerly, as I'd never seen one so dark and full of cobwebs before. A cough rose unbidden from the dark depths of my soul. (coughs) Oh, it's quite dusty. Yes, I usually have a man come to do my passage every week, but he hasn't been able to recently due to his trick knee, the old man said. The faint strains of music filled the house. Is that Sunita? I asked. Ah, yes, so macho indeed. Are you aware of her work? Well, Count, I replied before he cut me off mid-sentence. Oh, please, the old man said. Do call me Brinsley. Chapter 2 by Duncan Gunn The passage was long and looked like it had not seen much movement in recent times. Strands of paper clung to its damp, almost moist walls and there was an odour of long past good times. Brinsley moved, almost floated ahead of me, occasionally glancing back with what was to become a long-remembered, knowing, coy smile. He although his androgynous, Bowie-esque features made me doubt, was wearing what could only be described as a cloak of many colours. My tailors, Lloyd Webbers of Shaftesbury Avenue, used to have such a thing in the window display, but that was before the Donovanian era. It was sadly no longer there. Brinsley's hair was long and matted, and in the half-light a glint, a reflection of something, or things, could be seen in the dank mane. Reaching what seemed like an interminably long journey's end, Brinsley turned to face me. The pleading in his eyes was at odds with the terror in mine, as I could at last see what dwelled in his locks. I have been waiting for you, Neil Green, for so long now that I thought this day would never come. For you see, I have been possessed. Possessed, I tell you. My mouth had lost all of its moisture and I was struck dumb with fear. Brinsley continued. We must but whisper, dear boy, for they, they might hear us. Only in this dark passage, this moist flute, this dirt chamber, do they sleep. And soon we will be in the hallowed hall, when they will open their eyes, and then, then, my child, you will see your future. Not my future, but what I could now see in the flaming torchlight were eyes entangled in Brinsley's tresses, eyes from small beasts I had not come across even in my deepest hallucinogenic excesses. I could barely make out any other anatomy other than the staring. Sorry, I could barely make out any other anatomy other than the staring but dead-looking globes. Were these the sleeping beasts of which he had spoken? Yes, they are blurted the tiny man, for he had now removed his footwear and had descended by at least three feet from his previously grander stature. You know I can hear your innermost thoughts, do you not? 
Parker. I thought. Language, retorted Brinsley. We will enter the chamber now. Gird yourself, young man, for there are sights within that any human of standing should never have to see. Confronted by a large pair of double doors, Brinsley grabbed my hand and guided me towards the crack. The widening crack. A crack so terrifying, but yet a crack I could not take my eyes away from. As a man of the world, I had seen many a crack, revealed to me, sometimes surprisingly, but never had I seen a crack such as this, majestic yet delicate, looming yet somehow distant. Steal your heart, dear explorer. Do not tremble so, for by penetrating this crack lies pleasure and pain in abundance for us both. Brinsley eased the crack wider with deft familiarity, and closing my eyes. I pushed my way in. This has been a Swanburst Media production. 